Good morning, it's the 18th of March, and you're listening to The Big Kickoff. Good morning, 18th of March, David Bogle. Good morning, everybody. I'm bright and breezy this morning. Roy, not so much. No, this is the David Bogle show today. And <laughs> you, you I have to inform here. Roy what's happened for the next two hours because he has no idea. Yeah. What you get up to? Uh, well, we kind of went out. We had a bit. Oh, Mongolian barbecue. It's my favorite oh, restaurant yes. in town. And oh, my God. The just keep going up. Unbelievable. Just keep going up. And you just you can't get enough of it. Yeah. Actually, the wine costs more than the food. <laughs> And you're going up and you're stuffing. It was amazing. Always is amazing. Anyhow, and obviously, so. town was full of shenanigans yesterday. Yeah. You ha- any pub you, ha- you went into yesterday, you would have to get through the barrier of about, you know, thousands of people yeah. to get to the back where there was loads of space. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, it was it was good. The atmosphere was great. And, of course, the rugby on uh, made it even ah, better. Ah, sure. And that was the icing on the cake. And obviously, you went to the gig last night. Was it sport relief or comic relief? Was comic relief. Yeah. Comic relief. They raised a quarter of a million. So Brilliant. That was good. And oh, Mostly yeah, Irish. Uh, it was all Irish bar. I think Adam Hill. That was about it. I think he was the only one. But, uh, yeah, it was Tommy Tiernan and Neil Dedemir. You name Jason it. Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne, you know, I don't really, not too bothered about him, but he's actually good. Yeah. So, um, but, but she, it's because it's only 10 minutes, it's kind of like their best bits. It's like their greatest joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good night, have a yeah, good one. But they're putting themselves in the shop window yeah. for anyone who has never gone to see them before. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, no, it was really good. Really, really good. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, you're going to keep me up to date <laughs> what happened. <laughs> yeah, over yeah, I'm, I'm going to speak very slowly today, like Father Stone. Well, another interesting <laughs> fact about teacups is. Uh, <laughs> Oh, look at the wall. The wall is a lovely beige. What's your favourite envelope? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Weather warning, by the way. There is an orange weather warning today. Uh, As we look out the window, it's snowing. We had a nice little layer of snow coming in this morning. So if anyone hasn't quite looked out the window yet, do wrap up if you're going out. And uh, by the way, the bread is gone. Panic stations. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting used to the snow, aren't we? (laughs) Even Uh, I got up this morning. What have we got on the show? Uh, Well, I'm asking you, what have we got on the show? We at have. the moment he has nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen his sheet; it's blank. There's potential. Yeah, uh, I know. We've got uh, our our very own resident uh, pro boxer, as I like to call him now. John Joyce is coming on later on to speak about his up and coming fight next week um, with the Celtic Clash Five. See how he's gone on over the last since he was in with us last. I think he was his third fight. It was before his third. It's fight. actually yeah. so he's had another fight in between. Was it right his third or second? I thought it was his first. No. Yeah, I'm nearly sure it was his first he's, fight. He's flying it, so. It, because that was last July. It was good research. Sacked the researcher. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's great now. He's a week to go. Well, less than a week to go now and see how he's getting on. He's uh, 
I'll, I'll leave him to give the detail. It's another Eastern European. I need to know why. He obviously wants to find his Ivan Drago. He must be inspired by Rocky Farr or something. Yeah, yeah. But uh, now, with a bit of luck now, he's in fine form and fine fettle. And he's, as I said, he's probably got the top off running in the snow now because he's a, he's uh, with a week to go, he's probably fighting fit and raring to go at this stage. And we'll talk all things boxing with him And too, boxing, so uh, in the next two on. to three months, the boxing calendar is absolutely stacked yeah. with great fights. And obviously, uh, knowing a big f- boxing fan that he is, we're going to go through a few bits and pieces and see what he can, what he can uh, shed a bit of light on being, being a bit of a box, more boxing expert than we are. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about the scammy Irish. <laughs> who uh, who have reigned supreme o- uh, over everybody at the moment? Uh, our songs are going to be teamed that way. This today, it's going to be Six Nations team. A little mention of each game as we're going along throughout the w- throughout the day. But uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about this. But we're going to start Irish. Okay. As First we of do. all, yeah, <laughs> to get us going, get us raring to go. What have we got, David Bugger? We've got the Pogues with the Irish Rover. Welcome back to the big kick. Come on, Ireland. Uh, well, that's going to get you going in the morning, isn't it? Yes. Good morning, everybody. Happy day after St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> um, welcome back to the big kick off on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. It's 0870627138. The big kick off 96.4 at gmail.com and every other social media you can think of. David. Ah, there's, you can't go anywhere else other than the, the, the rugby yesterday. Obviously, it was the perfect icing on the cake. We all wait for it for the last seven or eight weeks, all hoping that it'd come to it, and it did. But it did for us, not necessarily for England, because they were done and dusted, and they ironically have come fifth, fifth in the fifth table. in the group, well, or second last. Well, second. Well, actually, yeah, that's the best way. That's to the best. I was being kind <laughs> in there, but uh, it, it was a strange game in the fact that I was quite relaxed for pretty much all of us. Yeah, because we were so in control, and that's the the manner of that team that it is at the minute. Like we got into town, Dublin. Yeah. Uh, last yesterday evening because we were going out for uh, Jill's birthday we were in town and we got there at half time so we didn't mm. get to see the first half mm-hmm. and it was 21-5 I think at half time yeah, I, tor- yeah, I think we got the tour tour before um, in the second half it took about 20 minutes before there was a point and yeah. the points it, it was a stalemate for a long yeah. long time in the second half but we didn't care obviously no we didn't care damn you know but it was um, so what way did the first half go like and obviously points wise um, we dominated but Basically, they got they we we scored first, which is the most important thing. And the impression I got the first fifteen twenty minutes. It's just, now in fairness, it's just body language. It's nothing to do with any rugby expertise. But it it, it felt like an end of season game. It was all over. Just one or two of the English players. That's what it looked like to them. That it was like they're almost looking at the clock on grand. Twenty minutes gone. We're nearly there. Like yeah. And it took them a while to kick in going, the pride to kick in. I, I'd say that was the problem with the English team at the start. It was half and half. Half of them couldn't have been arsed and half of them were like trying to drag the others along. And it was just one or two things and different penalties that were going for Ireland. And you could see them. They weren't just, they just didn't seem bothered. Yeah. But Ireland were up for it and they wanted to get, they, they wanted to lay the marker down. And thankfully we did. And there was, 
the grounding was perfect they, they, they had to go to VAR for, for a couple of them but they were all perfect there was nothing wrong with them and everyone's waxing lyrical about Ty Furlan the, 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 the genius scrum half that he was for that play and it was well worked and that's what I'll ha- I'm going to trust him and to be honest with the way Joe Schmidt is I believed him the guys on TV3 yesterday that would have been a worked out move because mm. as Matt Williams said Jones knows exactly what Schmidt's going to do Schmidt knows that Jones knows exactly what he's going to do so he had to do these little things where it looks like we're going to do the same thing but, but we're not yeah. so that's why it was Tyke Furlong had the ball and they wouldn't have defended as tight as it but Bundyaki was coming through they probably didn't think it's a dummy run but little did he know Tyke Furlong was going to do his fancy little flick pass and Bundyaki broke through and the, the, the resulted try from CJ Stan it was superb and great hands and further solidifies that he's the best in the world in his position and I'm going with the experts these are the guys on the panels I have to trust him and to be honest I believe him he's, he's a phenomenal player a lot of people talking up Joe Smith yeah see that's the fear now it's a bit like me as a Liverpool fan the more Salah scores the more you're going oh, yeah. leave him alone we just talked before and listen Schmidt is going to stay till the end of this World Cup campaign without yeah. a shadow of a doubt and if, the New, if New Zealand don't come knocking they're mad yeah. they're absolutely mad I think that's the only other gig he would leave Ireland for yeah. and I wouldn't have a problem with it he's an all black he's a, he's a New Zealander it's the top job as much as Ireland and he loves it there's no denying it I would have no problem he's done more than enough like he's three Six Nations titles so yeah, five. Three or five obviously yeah. he's got the Holy Grail of the, and he actually looked a bit emotional yesterday yeah. when they mentioned to him about the uh, senior players and it was their first Grand Slam and you could see he was getting a bit worked up you know and it's, it, it shows how much it means to him because he's always very cool and calm and collected and you can see why he is arguably the best coach around now albeit rugby people like to big up these small little victories yeah triple crown yeah small little victories you win three games grand slam great good achievement but these are small tournaments really and truly Ireland are focused on the World Cup oh this is definitely the way it is nowadays now Grand Slam is huge for them because it's so rare. Yes, it is only it's only the third one. Yeah. So for them to do it, and when you think rugby, do you know the way sometimes things are called test matches? In rugby, in my, in my opinion, they're test match for a reason because it is a bloody test mm. on your body and your mind and everything else. And eight weeks, they've been pretty much camped in Carton House. It's been very much like you might see the wife and kids and the family on the Saturday night after the game, but then it's back to Carton House and there's not much yeah. kind of going on. There's not much days off to go home or anything. It's been a tough old slog and Winning away from home is near on impossible in this campaign this year. And Liverpool, uh, Ireland have done it twice and in impressive fashion, especially in the last game. I know what you're saying, that you might think it's a small tournament, but for them it's everything. And this is the way it's tradition. Yeah, but, but uh, the think... biggest picture is they don't want to mess about. It's all well and good. They'd swap yesterday Yeah, for even a semi-final place in the, in the World Cup and yeah. because they've never got that far. Yeah. Because... You, I know for a fact most of them will probably do Because that. it's odd, isn't it? Like, yeah. If you look at it in football terms... Really, a Grand Slam isn't a, a, a big don't, achievement don't in football terms. He's tired, everyone. He's tired. No, but it isn't because that's, that's what this. It's a bit like it's a bit like Manchester City. If Manchester City went on to win the league with losing one game, they'd be absolutely delighted winning the league mm. but only losing one game. Ireland won the, the, the six. I know. I know they they make a big deal out of the Grand Slam, and it's great because it's only the third time ever. But. I think it's is it I don't know slightly wrong that if they had a loss yesterday or drawn yesterday that there would have been it would have been tainted oh without a doubt it would have been tainted and for them and that's 
the, we, I think I, I don't know what I did but I've said it a few times over the last week it would almost feel a bit like a failure if they had a loss yesterday mm. but I would be going off them because it means so much to them like whatever about winning a championship they've done it they want to win a grand slam they want to leave after the two months and go no one bet us yeah. we are the best and no one can take that away from us and obviously being Paddy's Day and England the whole shebang but even the way they celebrated like you know and this is credit to them and the the grounding of these compared to like football because we can't help it we do it in Ireland now because of the international team not doing as well as they should in, in football and whatever and you look at it yesterday and best lift, lifted the trophy they all cheered within about 20 seconds they were off the, at the podium and yeah. off they went yeah. no big deal there wasn't uh, somebody turning his jersey around the other way around or, or basically grabbing it off him and making sure he was in the front of it it was brilliant it was like yeah we've done it job done but some of them the way they're programmed at the moment, some of them are probably already thinking, this is all well and good, but really, if we don't do it next year, it's not going to look great. No. They, 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 I'm delighted that they're thinking like that. Because we should, <clears throat> excuse me, we should enjoy it. But I'd say some of them are going, listen, this was brilliant. Now, they would have had a few drinks last Of course day. they would. A hell of a but lot like, of drinks. But like, you know, back in the day, you enjoy it that day. The next day, it's like, yeah, we've won it now. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, on to yeah. the next trophy. And but hopefully, that's the way they would. I think it really is, you will know the success of this team on how well they do in the World Cup. <clears throat> yes. Because that is the biggest of the biggest. That's it. It doesn't make a, a damn bit of a difference. Mm -hmm. Like, we have our Six Nations. That's great. But it's you always... You get knocked out of the group stage or the quarterfinals next year. It's gut-wrenching. It is. Considering and you're arguably... You're the best of the Northern Hemisphere at the moment. I and more than likely, we still should be. I personally think, right, Joe Smith, great. He's done a great job. Three titles in five years. I mean, you can't really ask too much more of him except doing something the in the World, World Cup because be massive. it would be I think it would be a failure on, on his part I think he would look at it as a failure on yeah. his part if they don't as you said get to at least semi-final yeah. you know and compete in, in, in that where we've never thing. gone before minimum yeah. you know and they'll be putting that pressure on themselves and no doubt unfortunately now because of how well they've done this year we'll be putting the pressure on them because they have the great mix at the moment <clears throat> that all teams in any sport the, the, the great mix of old and new the old guys aren't that old but they have all the experience mm -hmm. and then the new guys are coming in that are seriously talented like Joe, uh, Larmer came on yesterday 20 years of age yeah. and as Joe Schmidt said it's funny they think this is easy Yeah, they've won a Grand Slam now thinking oh we'll do this every year but in fairness that's a great thing to have Yeah, because yeah. that's what he's going to strive for yeah. I've already won one I'm going to make sure I have another 10-12 years I'm going to make sure I get my hands on a few of them so it's a great mixture and uh, the world rankings came out and we're second yeah. in the world now rightly so, so rightly so no I, I think uh, listen um, would great, achieve, great achievement great double header against New Zealand in uh, September is that in September or sorry, not September November, November. The autumn internationals we've uh, we've two we've two uh, so it should be interesting it should be fun um, they're only internationals but literally let's enjoy this but as you said the winning attitude that these guys have within the next few days it'll be like right 18 months now it's time to get our game face on yeah um well, obviously, you have to get through another Six Nations campaign <clears throat> yeah. again before World Cup comes But next, around. the next Six Nations will be a bit strange in the sense that they'll all be treating it as getting their formation and getting their systems in play. Yeah. Somebody will come to the fore, and it could easily be Ireland again, yeah. but it'll be very much making sure they're playing in the right way that they want for the World Cup. It's yeah. always a bit of a funny Six Nations. 18 months is a long time, though. I mean, we've had this where Ireland... Were we could lose two or three games next year. Yeah. Look at Scotland. Ireland were peaking. Ireland were peaking. The la I remember the last World Cup, and yeah. everyone thought this is we've got a great chance. And see, this is it. Like, and, and Ireland, unfortunately, were renowned over the last say two World Cup ca campaigns, halfway through the World Cups, four years cycle, were the top of the tree, and then unfortunately, 
when it comes to the business time of the World Cup we don't so that's the fear have we reached the top a year and a half too early again you hope not um, but next year <clears throat> as you see the record with the away teams this year you've got Wales Scotland obviously Italy but Wales and Scotland away next year I don't fancy them yeah, yeah you know yeah. these teams and then you've got the Irish and, or the English and French at home it doesn't matter whether it's in Paris or Dublin they're, they're two bloody hard games so next year it's going to be just as tough for Ireland and they could easily be where England are now two wins and three defeats just like that yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden going jeez are we rubbish yeah. are, we, are we the only thing we'll say is that we've got such a good squad now that yeah Things look good anyhow. Things oh, look good. They look fantastic, and, and especially with the young guys coming through. Like Ring Rose, he was only back for the last two games, and he looks solid. He looks yeah. so comfortable. And I have to say, me personally, I think Murray is just incredible. Uh, the scrum half. I watched him in a couple of the games this year, and I think it was the Welsh game where it was really tense at the time, and he was barely even jogging to the to the Brooks and the Malt because he's walk, he was literally walking. He just looked so cool and comfortable in his job you can see why he's one of the best there is because he's looking around and he's not even worried he knows he's going to get there and get the ball but he's looking around and taking the picture before he decides what to do but it was just great to watch so that's what a true great can do and yeah. listen onwards and upwards there's great listen don't take anything away from yesterday but it is very much like I know what you're saying you know you don't want to be at the top of the tree because we've done this before with a year and a half to go it'd be gut-wrenching to see us lose to a, a typical Argentine in the quarterfinals or yeah. way, teams who we expect to lose and hopefully that's not going to be the case next year and I'd like to think there's been enough pain and experience over the last couple of campaigns that they're not going to do it again and by by 18 months England are going to get their shit together well there's no choice Eddie Jones yesterday his post-match interview was just a thing of beauty it was really like just hurry up and get this you know because yeah, you know yeah, what he's like yeah. and he was an English international big tall guy like a well respected guy I can't think of the guy's name so it was very much like you have to you have to give him and he was asking normal questions but it was real yeah 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 moving on yeah 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 moving on like, are we done bank gone yeah. disgusted anyhow I love it. and Mike Brown just a quick mention of Mike Brown because we're going to finish the Six Nations now and Mike Brown sit on it sit on <laughs> it because uh, he, he got a try but obviously um, he was tackled out of touch and it was just beautiful just sit, seeing him sitting there shaking his head looking up and I was like yeah of all the people <laughs> in your face well welcome well, well done to the uh, scummy Irish yeah. who, were, <laughs> who, who won the Six Nations we have uh, a little ad break and then we'll be back Off and Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Bit of Francais, obviously, because that was Christine and the Queens were tilted due to uh, our first game uh, uh, of the Six Nations campaign where we uh, dramatically beat France 15 13. Uh, the sig- most significant moment of the campaign, as we all know, which was the awesome drop goal from um, Johnny Sexton from Johnny Sexton after whatever it was a million phases I think it was 40 odd and he did the crossfield kick halfway through them phases of play and I nearly lost me reason thinking what are you doing and that actually gained us the precious yards that he needed to sit in the pocket for it and uh, we're not going to talk too much more about that because as I said we're going to go through every game today. but it is the only thing to talk about in that game yeah. was the drop goal and I'm sure the whole nation just it was the first time I didn't roar. I just put my hands up because I was just in shock. 
because I just didn't expect it to go over and of course the campaign is not dead but you'd feel like it was dead after the first game it if we hadn't won yeah it would have been dead it's amazing how little things so change. as much as much as there was massive plays throughout the whole thing it is going to be the most famous and the most vital it was an absolute heartbreak for France and it was, it was a special special moment and it's one of them great sporting moments that we're always going to remember the Johnny Sexton drop goal hopefully a bit like uh, other famous goals of Irish qualifications and whatever else but uh, it was it was a special special moment anyhow so next up Mourinho Mourinho's nice and in the last couple of days isn't he Jesus yeah <laughs> listen where he's do we the go ultimate self preservation man of all time and I have to start with the Champions League not to rub it in or not to whatever but last Saturday was an absolute waste of time for United absolute waste of time playing as well as they did and winning against Liverpool absolute waste of time yeah, but they, they didn't play as well as they did no they, they, they but have... he used his bit of knowledge to pick a hole and it worked and then on Tuesday nothing that's what if I, if I was a fan that's what I'd be annoyed at but anyway it's the comments afterwards yeah it's, uh, it's I did it here with Porto I did it here with Real Madrid they should be used to this this shouldn't be a shock yeah well if you've done it here twice well what do you do to prevent yeah, that but he's not he's not the manager of Sevilla so it, that's, that's the problem he, I don't think he gets it that he's the manager of Manchester United yeah. now and he's supposed to elevate them to another yeah. level that's his purpose yeah. of being there and because before the game now this is more on a fan level before the game Seville were rubbish because you know they played Liverpool and they drew twice with them and they came back they mustn't be all that great but that's the problem with English fans English football fans it's the ignorance of European football these teams are bloody dangerous yeah, I think because they love these tight games because they have them little magic men who can do stupid little things or stupid little passes and this that and the other they're clever footballers and they're cleverer than a lot of English teams and I'm not shocked with all respect to Shamrock Rovers <laughs> if Shamrock Rovers were playing Manchester United Manchester yeah. United would make Shamrock Rovers look a better outfit than they actually yeah. are yeah. and that's the way it is with, with, with his teams now he, mm-hmm. he makes other teams look better than they but actually are but once you've seen Mata was out and Fellaini's in and one or two others were out and the negative guys are in you're thinking you're at home nil all are you making sure you don't concede another goal and hopefully nick it 1-0 or yeah, are you going to impose yourself we're at Old Trafford it's 80,000 let's rub it in their face and intimidate them yeah, well, and he didn't do that his biggest flaw was going nil nil in the first, ta- or first game yeah. and thinking that was the, a, a great result and, and everyone's waxing everyone... lyrical about to get you again in the yeah. first game you yeah. know but yeah. uh, it was very funny because I'd say it was tough to listen to but a good honest football fan would have actually respected a lot of what he said but because it was soonest he, tick- he practically ticked every box after the game it was it was great to watch because it's interesting because you, I can just see lads at home frothing. Mm. But he said, "I'm looking at that bloody team and they're a bloody good team." He said, I, "Please don't look at me with a Liverpool hat on." Yeah. He says, "That's a bloody good side," and he says, "It's not good enough." No, it's not. Um, so it was a 12 minute rant. Oh, the one on Friday uh, on uh, on Friday. Uh, 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 this is this is the justification of, uh, of his. Yeah, he had two his... days to really come up with the excuses. Uh, let's have a minute and a half here yeah, let's have give, a, give, let's him, have a give him a little bit 2012 out in the group phase the group was almost the same group as we had this season Benfica Basel and Galati from Romania out in the group phase in 2013 out at Old Trafford in the last 16, I was in the other bench. In 2014, out in the quarterfinal. In 2015, 
no European football. In 2016, comes back to European football, out in the group phase, goes to Europa League, and on the second knockout, out of Europa League. On 2017, play Europa League, win Europa League, with me, and goes back to Champions League. In 2018, win the group phase with 15 points in possible 18, and loses at home the last 16. So in seven years, with four different managers, once not qualify for Europe, twice out in the group phase, and the best was a quarterfinal. This is football heritage. Well, Bill, who? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. You know, he, he gives out about the uh, the experts in the last week or two, especially Gary Neville being the most famous of them all. And, you know, they're not allowed. What did he say? S -s These people think they're idealists. Sometimes I think they're idiots and blah, 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 blah. He's literally just giving them ammunition. more ammunition to go. He's basically admitted they were never good enough this year. Yeah. Now, I do look, if you break it down and you, and you look at it, you do, I had to agree when I was listening to him saying, well, in fairness to him, he's put out facts a bit like Benitez did. Remember Benitez but did it for the biggest thing, Shano, is... But the thing is the style... The manager of, shouldn't be saying that. No, but it's, it's, the, it's the style of football. People aren't, people aren't actually talking about the results, mm -hmm. not getting knocked out by Sevilla. If Man United got knocked out... Yeah, it's the manner of it. And, it, and, and they're going out in a, with an attitude that Manchester United never had before, which is going out scared. Make sure we don't lose teams. first. Yeah, make sure we don't lose. And... You know, Sevilla are, I think they're fifth or sixth hmm. or something like that. In, they're in, an awkward side, but they can be looked after. They could be put away. As I said to you, I think under Mourinho, I think the Shamrock Rovers would be an awkward side. Yeah. Unfortunately, and I tell you, if you had a shotgun, you would have shot Eric Boy in the dressing room after that goal. What on earth was yeah, he doing? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, like yeah. for a Mourinho defender or for a Mourinho team, I'd say stuff like that would have kept him awake at night. But the, the other thing is, is Eric Boy was the best player on the pitch for And him, that's the ironic thing. Yeah. You know, so, without a shadow of a doubt. But um, yeah, it's he's just giving people more of an excuse. Going, sure, he knew he knew they were never good enough. Like, listen, everything he's saying. If it was everyone, anyone else, you'd agree with him because it's true. People shouldn't be shocked that they're out because this kind of thing can happen, especially when you play like that. But when it's the to the guy at the top of the tree saying it, you're kind of thinking to yourself, "Well, what are you doing during the week if you've no faith in this team? If you if you don't think they're going to do anything, what, what the hell?" It, I think what he's it, has, it, it puts more fear. It was a bit embarrassing to be honest. Yeah. Listen to. A manager of your team saying stuff like that. I think he was trying to justify where they are mm. now compared to where he started. And in all fairness, they're in a better situation than where they, where, where we mm -hmm. started. Mm -hmm. But again, I don't think he gets it. That that's mm. not how. I mean, the crowd started shouting, chanting, "Attack, attack!" And they did yeah. that under Van Gaal. And that is the discontent. Uh, creeping in yeah. now. Liverpool did it as well a couple of years ago at the time I think when it was Benitez when he was a bit, he was he, he mastered the defensive side of things too much and that's when you kind of know yeah fans are bored yeah you know and 
fans are still important not so much in England as, as the rest of Europe but they are still important and they do know what they're talking about I remember watching a thing about with, with Savage there the other day because I was looking at people giving out and it was a famous one where John Terry had a go at Robbie Savage and he said listen everybody has their opinion that's the beauty of this game whether you watch it for 40 years or whether you played it even at any level it's a basic game we all have an idea of it and when 80,000 people are going every other week they kind of know what they're looking at and people who have been there for many years especially the good years they know exactly what can and can't be successful and at the moment it's not working and at the moment they're not happy well it was blatant against Sevilla because Manchester United played a back six and the full backs Valencia and Ashley Young who would normally get forward weren't allowed to go past the halfway line I'm sure even yesterday so he, he, he was looking for mm. four players to go and win them the game 1-0 that's basically but he was at it again yesterday saying the attitudes and this that and the other it's players this and players and responsibilities and managers are almost getting like the players now it's, it's not their fault you know what I mean and I was thinking about this in the car driving back in Cork the other day because I was really trying to think about this and it's kind of like even managers are getting lazy even yeah. managers are bluffers like managers now have one system and that's it and if it doesn't mm. work they have to get sacked Yeah, you're the top of the tree you're the guy who puts them out there can you not mix it up a bit Mourinho but, has one style just like Klopp has and this I'm not just talking about Mourinho Klopp only has one style and, he, and his stubbornness could eventually cost him at Liverpool if he doesn't make the necessary tweaks it might it mightn't be just personnel it might yeah. be a slight little tweak of a style because attacking wise it's incredibly effective yeah. but we're still very much open at the back yeah. or very much open to parking the bus style defending or blocking the gaps because that's why I didn't want say Juventus and Bayern in the quarterfinals because I thought they'd be the two teams yeah. most likely to be able to play that way and kill us out of the game but managers including Mourinho and Klopp and Ollie's they've won style and that's it and if it doesn't work it's not going to like they need to adapt they need to change Mourinho, it would have worked 10, 15 years ago. Not anymore. No. That type of style doesn't work. Look what Chelsea did to you. They down tools on you and they shafted you. It can easily happen here at United. Eventually they might go, I'm bored of this. Yeah, and it happened to them in Chelsea. So he and needs Pogba to be and a few of these new guys, they like to play a certain way and yeah. they could easily go, do you know what, I've had enough. Well, he's just, I think with Pogba, he's playing him in the wrong position. He's, well, yeah. not, a, he's not a centre midfielder. Yeah. He's, he's just, I don't think he's ever going to be. Uh. But Roy Keane hits it on the head. Uh, he's like a schoolboy going around playing football. Mm-hmm. He's not. He hasn't matured mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think again, you can talk about no. Bro- but what I'm saying about Pogba is he could end, end up influencing other players. Yes. Oh yeah. No, yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. Buddies, and they could all go. Do you know what? He's right. I'm getting bored. Of it. And all of a sudden, players start doing funny things. Yeah. Because they did it at Chelsea. You can't say it doesn't happen. Yeah. It was blatantly obvious they did it at Chelsea. But he did, I think he needs to be very careful. If if players, yeah. if he feels that players aren't doing it, he needs to get rid of those players yeah. and play the pl- and play players who he actually thinks follow can do either it. get the players that follow your style, yeah, or tweak it, yeah. Because I'm getting bored of this. I've I, this is how I play, and that's it. Managers are getting lazy as well. Unfortunately, mm. maybe it's because they all have to get the badge, so they all have to follow the same manual, and they don't really derive from that too much. Maybe that's half the problem. I don't know. But even managers now, in my opinion, are getting almost as lazy as the players. Just thinking about it out loud to myself there during the week because obviously Mourinho was like, there's something going wrong here. What's, what's the story? And that's where I'm dancing around at the moment. That I think it's I've won, I've won way of playing and that's it. Yeah, I think I, I, think I, I would give Mourinho a year. I would give, yeah. I'd give him another year. And yeah. if, if it hasn't progressed 
I'd say that would be See, it. United can afford it because they're going to throw more money at it again. United can afford it, but I wouldn't give him any more than a good summer window because he'll blow a load of money on it with, with a shadow of a deal. But he's th- had a chance to blow a load of money for three seasons now. The only thing is, I don't think he'll blow the money because I think the players that he brings... But it would be a hell of a lot of money. I, yeah, but I think the players that he brings in do have the quality. So I wouldn't say that if there was another manager after that, that he'd be stuck with certain type yeah. of players. He would still have... He would have mm-hmm. quality players there. It's whether they can, he can get them working for him. But he has to get the right player and he's and as you know now it's so hard because mm-hmm. there's a lot of money in a lot of clubs now so you know you aren't the superpower they are one of the superpowers but they weren't they're not one of two or three now they're one of ten or twelve yeah, yeah. so it's going to be very interesting will he get them all um, but he has to because personally whatever about a style of play whether you like it or not and as I'm as I'm mumbling on about the one system you still need to recruit and recruit well and it's very important he gets the right player in the summer to fit what he does because it's obvious United still are lacking yeah. five or six players Well, to we, really We talked really about Manchester City move on. Man, yeah. uh, and Guardiola is doing the opposite that Mourinho's yeah. supposed not doing is getting the best out of what's yeah. there and Mourinho's not getting the best out and of Sanchez and maybe that's where a lot of it's coming from with the fans going well he's you can see players that weren't his have gone up a level yeah. you know your Sterling's and a few others so what's Mourinho done to what was there yeah. now Ashley Young has definitely gone up a level because defensively he's very impressive yeah. considering he's, I still don't look at him as a defender he was very impressive against Liverpool very yeah. disciplined against Liverpool against arguably the best player in the Premier League Yeah, yeah. you know in Mo Salah he kept him incredibly quiet but he is only a, a part time potentially yeah job but it just he, goes he to show needs you. a natural left full there yeah. so but yeah they're, they're seriously lacking still anyhow so he's rocking a bit yeah he's rocking and he's fighting and usually that's a sign of he's feeling it yeah. and he's fighting now and it's not that he's blaming others but he's very much he's fighting back yeah and it's very much he's doing the usual now he's calling out the players are you going to react or are you going to fold yeah. and if they fold and he's still around he needs to get rid of a hell of a lot of players a not lot. just the one or two he needs to get rid of a lot of them or he might not be there or yeah or worse still okay we'll talk to you back after the break Hey, when is it your down me your day? <laughs> <laughs> Round two, we were at home in the Aviva, Ireland, 56, Italy, 19. Not much to talk about. No epic commentaries, just good day at the office. We battered them. On to round three, we'll come up, which is obviously Wales in the next few minutes. Um, speaking of us fighting Irish, Michael Conlon's second round, easy stoppage win last night in Madison Square Garden. Oh. So it's exactly a year since his debut, now and he's 6-0, and oh, so... Good, uh, good win by all accounts. He put him down there uh, near the end of the first, slowed down a little bit, and then wait for the second round. Then put him to bed. Yeah. Uh, but they left it till the very last because it was a predominantly Irish crowd, and I think he was, wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. But the way the crowd that came in and the whole lot, and they were probably well oiled from <laughs> from the shenanigans all day, and obviously with the Six Nations, they uh, put him last, and uh, a good, good entrance, good crack, good atmosphere, and yeah. So he's now six. I think he's six and zero now, but he's flying. Apparently his next fight could be back home, homecoming in Belfast. So it'll be interesting to see what's um, what's coming up. But I'd say they're going to start ramping up in class now at this stage. Yeah, well, because his quality is there. 
It's quality is definitely yeah. there. Ah, yeah, definitely there. Now, obviously, we'll bring up more uh, boxing uh, later on when John's coming in. Um, just a quick one. Uh, if you want a good YouTube clip of a good boy crash, Mark Cavendish absolutely poleaxed himself yesterday. Uh, good old British uh, cyclist, the sprinter uh, specialist. It was one of these kind of, you know, one of these typical splits in the road. Yeah. And it was one of these plastic little things, yellow thing. God love him. No idea it was coming. He's, he's milled himself out oh, a few no, times stop. now, hasn't he? Now, I presume it's near the end because it's very much jostly and getting into the right position for the big sprint finish, but he never seen it coming. But it was a spectacular. He hit it and went straight over the front of the handlebars, like did a somersault. Like, I hope he's okay and everything's all right, but video-wise, it's spectacular. It's just <laughs> if it was you being framed, what do you get is 250 <laughs> oh, quid? I'd be like, that's 250 quid. <laughs> uh, a quick uh, run back to uh, Cheltenham. Any joy of the week? Oh, Jesus, the worst week ever. Really? Cheltenham. I had the worst week ever. I had the only significant one was Shattered Love, mm. Gordon Elliott's mm. one on the Wednesday around that no I, I, I now a couple of times I, I thought about horses and then didn't, didn't back them didn't and course, then yeah, cars they come through I even told someone about a horse and uh, that came through and won I backed something else so it ah. was kind of my own kind of phenomenal week for but the Irish. Friday was a, a write off yeah. absolute write off because it was outsiders 20, 33 to 1 yeah, 20 to 1 yeah it was 1 or 1. 50 to 1 um, yeah. each way bets and everything God's own I remember it was one of like some cracking bets for the for, for the long ranges and under so let down a whole load of people I got a, a text from somebody oh, I was at a lunch or a dinner with AP and a few others and not every single race but it's like here's my winner here's the each way and the first two days it was incredibly accurate now I didn't back anything. I actually didn't back it. I was too busy this week. I did nothing. Yeah. I had the Paddy Bear account on the phone. I couldn't have been arsed. I just hadn't the time and I knew it would have distracted me. But that first two days, if I had to follow that alone, I definitely would have been up a few quid without yeah, shell of a deal. Yeah. But in a phenomenal day, 17 winners. I don't know if it's a record, but level. A level, but yeah. I presume we bet the English if in a head-to-head. Oh, yeah. They do show a lot of it lately. Actually, that's common ground now. We beat them. Yeah, and Gardinelli, I think, had seven or eight himself. He had a phenomenal week. We might even beat them at cricket. <laughs> oh, don't mention the cricket. We had a <laughs> bad loss there the other day to Zimbabwe. So we're in a spot of bother. We could beat... We've got Scotland today and Afghanistan during the week, and it still mightn't be enough. Losing Zimbabwe was the signal. If we had won that, it was in our hands. Yeah. So only the top two qualify out of the six. West Indies should be one of them, and A another. So, listen, you never know we, we could get in as I said they've trimmed it down to 10 now uh, so it's a little bit harder to get in a nation holds its breath exactly um, <laughs> you, you might remember this <laughs> Jim Bowen I'm fully special prize. <laughs> yes, people. But I'm from Birmingham. In one. We've got a food processor. <laughs> the legend. The legend. Unfortunately, Jim yeah, Jim Bone. What age was he? Close 80. to 80, wasn't he? So, yeah, unfortunately, Jim Bone uh, All you passed away. Oh, you've won BFH. home. Didn't he give us some of the uh, greatest childhood moments? It was incredible Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening TV. It was brilliant watching some very strange people <laughs> from strange places uh, answering uh, good general knowledge questions and then they have a their player with them to help them out. And but it was a great show. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. Yeah, and no, it was brilliant. And uh, speedboat galore. And uh, you, I think you only won the uh, car. Was it? Oh, yeah. Whoever won the prize 
was always a speedboat. But if they lost, they showed them a, 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 a car or something like that. It's like they had one car and they were never going to give it away. <laughs> Ooh, and behind number two, we've got a state-of-the-art microwave. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. A sandwich toaster. Stainless steel cutlery. <laughs> Okay. It was brilliant though And it was great And I used to love him Putting the kind of cash Into the little uh, The old skill point glass With the handle on them And all that And we were like Ooh. But uh, <laughs> that was a great gig A great show I know they brought it back I think on Challenge TV's a while ago I don't know whether Jim was doing it himself I don't know if somebody don't Took over I don't have to But uh, that's a great It was a great show And he was, a great, he was, he was brilliant So yeah Sadly missed unfortunately Sadly missed um, Wimbledon Wimbledon are moving back Into Plough Lane Oh yeah, twenty-seven years after. Now this is AFC Wimbledon, the, uh, AFC the new Wimbledon. one that got not, not the yeah. N- not yeah. Metal yeah. Uh, AFC Wimbledon. Yeah, it seems they're moving back in and they're reconstructing the stadium. It will be about nine to ten thousand. Am I Probably right? Perfect. Yeah. And then they can upgrade it to twenty thousand. Then after they should that, go old school and make it real small away dressing room and don't paint it and make it cold and put the hairs in the plug, plug still. Vinny Jones like, is manager. <laughs> Big picture of Vinnie there. Oh, let's, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I don't know that's good and it's great for the area and it's great for the locals and it's kind of almost full circle and they're Wimbledon are back if that's the case, you know. Uh, yeah, no, w- w- really hoping to see Wimbledon get back up near the top of the league again. Ah, it just makes to. it a lot more interesting, yeah. doesn't it? Of course. And you'd love to see, I'd love to, I don't, see, they're probably not the same thing anyhow. It's probably a bit like. But you know, now, Shannon, I know Leicester threw everything out the window, but you know, like that type of team. It's so much harder nowadays. And even the championship teams are so much richer. Yeah. Uh, because it's the fifth or sixth biggest league in Europe at this stage. And there is money in that as well. It, it, you never know. Like, everyone has their chance. Look at Huddersfield and Bournemouth. Somebody always breaks through. Yeah. But it's bloody hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you can never say never. And But it'd be great to see them up there. Even if it's one of them, a taste. We're, we're getting a bit distracted here because it's absolutely bucketing down <laughs> with snow. snow. Yeah. So I'll be honest with you, people. Step away from the radio, get in the car, or quickly run down to shop and get your bread. It's just in case. Other, other bread is available, by the way. But if I was you, I'd go get the bread just in case. <laughs> We're going to be snowed in for the day. Ah, oh, more bread jokes coming our way. <laughs> That's the only thing. Okay. Speaking of which, speaking of the snow, have you seen the video? Have you seen the video of the a recreation of what happened in Tala in the snow? and oh, Several parades. Yeah, it's like brilliant. They were robbing the safe and they were trying to crack it open. And JCB, <laughs> yeah, seriously clever people. It's one of the best things about Ireland is that you can just take the piss out of everything oh absolutely um, a quick mention to Darren Gibson he's going off the rails by the looks of it Why? Oh, smashed a load of uh, cars uh, the possible drink driving charge yesterday smashed no a load way. of cars parked three or four do you want to see the pictures Dead, like mangled so hopefully it's a strong indication is drink driving and I know he's out injured at the minute but you know Bart. it's yeah, and he, I think he had form. I think he did it before, was he? Am I right in saying that? I know there was something with, with him before. A, I'm not sure, but I'm anyway, sure. just had a quick mention. Golf. Golf is hitting the headlines again, as per usual. Tiger Woods! Because Tiger's back again. He's in good form. Um, he's seven. Oh, he's five back off the lads, but McRoy is in the mix in this one as well. So it makes it even double interesting for us here on Our Little Island, because not only are we watching Tiger, but we're watching Rory as well. Yeah. He's... Uh, He's two shots off the lead. He shot a lovely 67 yesterday. He was in great form. His driving was fantastic. The thing is, though, stitching everything. none of these players have experienced the Tiger factor. Like the crowd, all of a sudden, it's a different crowd. Unbelievable. <laughs> the energy that's like there. Like he drained, was it the Thursday night? He drained a 70-odd footer and the noise, it was like the noise of 10, 15 yeah, years ago. Yeah. And even your Dustin Johnson now would have never got that. I don't care what anyone says. They would have never got that. And obviously, who was it? Who won last week? 
uh, who won last week? But anyway, it was a great credit for him because obviously Tiger was chasing. Yeah. The famous Tiger chase of the last day yeah, or the third yeah. round. And he, he obviously held firm. Now, obviously, maybe because some of the mystique is gone, but it's got to be intimidating because you'd hear the crowd because yeah. most of them would be a Tiger instead of whoever was, whoever was in the last pair. But uh, yeah, Stenson's still out there with Bryson DeChambeau, but uh, McRoy's two shots off, but actually looked really good yesterday. Yeah. Because usually what? the third round is what usually lets him down. He's usually imperious for the first two rounds, then disappears, and then comes back again. Comes the last. back in the last day. So yeah. hopefully, it's more the same on the last day for McIlroy and right in the mix because it'll be a good one. It's really good for the Masters coming oh. up now that these people are informed. That run up, people are going to be talking about that ahead of Premier League or Champions League because that's how big Tiger makes golf again. Yeah, and, and especially and if McIlroy's in form, I think he's third favourite, which is yeah. ridiculous for him being out. You know, I don't know how many years he hypnotised there looking over his shoulder. It's not even bright now. It's actually really dark as well. And obviously, <laughs> stay safe, everybody out there in the roads. I've just seen Come a few on, stay pro, stay, stay pro, pro, stay pro, anyway, stay pro. Anyway, yeah, just... Uh, Anyhow, listen, what we're going to hey, do road is... Watch. We're going to... Uh, John Joyce is waiting patiently for Outside. us. Outside? Uh, yeah. Jeez, we better not get him because we'll if he gets a cold and he misses this fight, <laughs> we're in big trouble. We're in trouble. So, so what we'll do is we'll throw us on. Round three. Round three, we, we played Wales. This was the potential banana skin that I was very nervous about. But uh, thankfully, we, we, we made a 37-27 victory so obviously with the, I was there on Friday so I suppose I had to go with them this is the Seraphonics with Say La Vie And welcome back to the big kickoff and Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Joining us this morning is pro boxer John Joyce ahead of his Celtic Clash 5 fight in which he fights Tomasz Golash, is it? How do you say it? Don't say it. You might offend him and get him angry. <laughs> <laughs> Just say some, some lad. From Poland, which uh, makes it uh, hoping to make a 5 from 5. John, welcome to the big kickoff. Now, hold on. Now, hold on. We have a problem here. You are down and out. Dave, let him in at that. Just don't say Mike. that. You, yeah. Let him in at that mic there, yours. You jump over there. Squeeze across there, John. And uh, bug off, you want to come across here. Yeah, no, it's dead as a door now. Don't get in this close to bug off. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, four wins under your belt. So what have you learned as a pro boxer that you may not have thought about before turning pro? Um, punches are a lot heavier um, the gloves are a lot lighter so when you get hit you can feel a hell of a lot more than what you could with more padded gloves I'd say is the best way to describe it because I'm using 8 ounce gloves yeah and it's basically like getting hit with knuckles right it's, okay there's no padding across the, the front of the gloves at all like so I'd say that's probably the biggest change so far um, guys are a lot rougher you get away with a lot more you get pulled tugged you get Pulled to the ground, uh, caught with head. So my second foot, I got a really bad cut over my left eye. Like right, um, you know, yeah, I got an awful a couple of bad headbutts off the guy. Like, and is it is it that much? So it's that much rougher. Yeah, is it? It is. Yeah. It okay. Is. All right. Game yeah, all together. Can you hear me? We're, we're in. Vogel. You're in. Go you're in. <laughs> Switch. Let's go. Getting nervous. Sitting that close. <laughs> um, so. If you went back 
to your first fight, what would you do differently in your first fight? Even though you've won it, what would you do differently knowing how you prepared and, and how, how you fought in that first fight? Um, to be honest, I wouldn't do much different because it was the perfect start. And a lot of people said look like, I look like I've been a pro for years right. from how I started that fight. So to be honest, there's not much I changed from it at all. Okay. Right. Second fight I might have done differently though. What does this fighter this week uh, bring to the table that maybe you didn't have before? Um, I don't know. I don't know much about him. I was supposed to fight him before and he broke his hand. Right. The fight was called off and I ended up getting a stepping opponent. And I never even looked into this guy. I knew weeks beforehand I was supposed to fight him and I never looked into him. But I looked into him this time and he's fought another Irish lad that's the same weight as me. And he, I don't know, like he, people said he gave him a little bit of trouble, but I didn't see the fight, so I don't know. So okay. I don't know, I'd, I'll have to. See you the ring. Do you specifically ask for all these Eastern Europeans, or no? It's just, how just it goes. a conveyor belt. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. it is. You've nothing against the, the Eastern bloc, or my second fight was a guy from Northern Ireland. Yeah, so but yeah, you probably went out with a Polish guy or something. <laughs> <laughs> so do you watch Rick, uh, Ricky? Do you watch Rocky Far all the time and watch your 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 very own Ivan Drago? <laughs> I will crash him. The last fellow I fought was the image of him. <laughs> <laughs> He's from Hungary. I swear to God, they were like twins. Ah, uh, brilliant. So who 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 organises your fights? Um, you know Stephen Sharp. Yes, Stephen Sharp is the matchmaker for the shows. So okay. it's him that gets in the opponents. All right. And then my manager then either says yes or says no. So. Okay. Your world ranking, do you know what it is? I think 600 and something. 608. You're better than Holyfield. You know that? Charvis Holyfield. Charvis. <laughs> <laughs> he's, from, uh, he's from Las Vegas. Uh, and we were scrolling up to find the next Irish fella just to see who we can take down next. And his name is... Where's he gone? He's from Balbriggan. Craig Whitehouse. Yes. Same Whitehouse. stable. Um, oh. We're a spam. We, well, we used to be. I don't know. He, he, had a, he lost his last fight. Yeah. He hasn't been doing much since, but beforehand we used to spar each other all the time. Like, okay, so you're saying you could kill him? So he's five hundred sixty-seven. <laughs> so if you bet somebody like him, like you could really skip up. But yeah. <laughs> so Pacquiao is toured. So oh yeah, let's let's see where you could be. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the top of the tree. Yeah, you've got all the big boys. Um, number one, obviously, is Jeff Horn. Obviously, the guy who defeated Pacquiao in Australia. Then you've Errol Spence Jr., Pacquiao, Garcia, Porter. Yeah, so. Still a bit of way to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bit. Ah, <laughs> uh, still though. Like, it's it's impressive though, you know. Six fights, or five, f- well, will be your fifth fight in. And obviously you'll go up a, another couple of levels after defeating this guy. Has he got a ranking or have you any idea? Um, Couldn't I, be arsed. No, I don't yeah. know. To be honest, I don't really care who I fight. I just learn as much as I can about yeah. them beforehand. Get in and I just do the business. Yeah. That's all I but is there... Like. So you don't do any homework then on who oh, you're fighting? I do do homework. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I normally do. Like when we... Coach Barry, Barry, Barry does watch videos on the guys and tells me exactly okay. how we have to fight them. Like, okay, that's, that's so you don't like. actually watch it. You're just told he's, I know, a weakness for body blows. That's yeah. what you'll work on, and yeah. that's it. Except for the second fight, that guy James Gorman was was very experienced. So um, I myself had to watch fights. So I literally had to watch him like right. the guy I swear to god all I was short to do was picking up the corner still and hit him with it. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> twice now, it's like. Um so where is the fight on? 
Um, the Good Council GAA Club on the Dava Road in Drimna. Okay. They used to hold pro wrestling down there. So. Oh, right. So they used to have a little, little spot. Like. So if all goes astray, you're going to throw them out the ring. Yeah, that's it. And obviously you're in the stadium for for three your fights. Was it anything different? Was it a bit strange down in Waterford? Or did you have just as much of a good crowd for yourself? Or? I had a good crowd, but it was... It was it was a good step out of my comfort zone. Like, yeah. I couldn't do my normal routines and stuff. Like, I went, I tell you, I went down to get my hair cut. <laughs> <laughs> and normally I go down to, to Paddy's Barbers to get my hair cut. Yeah. Without Other barbershops are available. No, there's none allowed. No, <laughs> only Paddy's. <laughs> and uh, I went down, I was searching around Waterford Town for a barber's, couldn't find one. I seen this place, I think it was the Urban something it was called, and it ended up being a hairdresser. Right. And I went in to get my hair cut and I swear to God it was the worst haircut I'd ever got in my life. It was like I won't put a ball around my head and I had to go searching around again the Waterford to get another hair haircut and your man fixed me hair. And I got a hotel shave off him as well and all together the whole day cost me sixty euro for two haircuts. Oh, for so you were in a right bad mood before oh, that open like bed. Yeah. I, would be. I was like a demon. <laughs> Imagine I'd be a lot. I watch you like oh, bad hair day. Excuse me? What? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's one of the things I have here is there anything since your first fight is there anything you're doing differently in camp or is it very much keep don't, what's don't, don't, what's broke don't, or if it's not broken don't fix it um, I'm just the only thing is I'm just increasing the intensity of training yeah. sessions building up the amount of sparring and my sparring is getting so much better as well like the, the guys that my manager and coaches are putting me in with are a step above like where is at the start they wouldn't have had the confidence to put me in with them whereas now he's, he's like he's pushing me in with them like you know what I mean like mm. I've done rounds of Frankie Gavin and Frankie Gavin isn't far far off on the top of the world he's a, either, he, was a, like. he was a world amateur boxing champion yeah um, yeah and that was super sparring like that the spot sparring at that level is amazing like it's mm. unbelievable like it's so how, how, how heavy does sparring get? Uh, it's nearly like a fight okay uh, like you can get to the point where if I catch a lad heavy he wants to catch me back heavy and it just turns into the are they kind of told that's the interesting thing I always find about sparring I'd say for you it's like just go for it but the guy who's not fighting are they told listen get in there give him as good as you get but just take a percentage off or it's very much just get in there no it's just get in there do your thing that's yeah. it there's no hold back and like you said once you get that first punch it's a fight yeah I, I suppose for even the the, the, the spar to the guy who you're brought in for I'd say he has to yeah like even sparring Stephen Armand as well Stephen Armand mm. he, he uh, absolutely class lad and he doesn't take liberties like I don't know I'm sure he could probably knock me out if he wants to but he doesn't <laughs> hold back he doesn't hold back at all when you're sparring like and, uh, just get very rough like you know what I mean and it's heavy kind of onslaught yeah. non-stop punching as well when I'm sparring him. I tell you I don't got any better sparring than him I do be absolutely shattered after two rounds of him, like. and is, is there ever a falling out Never. Never. Never, never. So never. the minute the minute it's Bell or the, whoever cuts out, it's just it, yeah, touch gloves no and that's it. Whatsoever, like. mm. And if there is if there is that one person that gets a huff over something they didn't like Jordan Sparrow and everybody kinda of looks at it. Probably because they were getting the better of. Get over it, like you know yeah. what I mean. So what happens in the mm. the ring stays in the ring, like yeah. you know what I mean. There's no point in being upset about it. So what you caught, we caught you with an elbow or whatever. Just get over it, like and move on. Like. Yeah. So it's fight week. Obviously, things maybe start slowing down a little bit. Or I, one thing I'm not sure of, but obviously the closer it gets, the more it's going to be in your mind. What is your 
what's best for keep for switching you off now this week for um, being a bit of a distraction for a couple of hours or just to get away from it or do you try and stay in it or oh I stay in it completely focused like I just that's all I'm thinking about is the fight I'm absolute nightmare to be around as mm. well because I get real edgy and I'm very narky as well it drives me poor wife mad <laughs> that's got to be a, a thing in the fight game whatever about us that we're in team sports and whatever you're on your own it's very I'd say it's almost impossible to not think about it 24-7 and obviously coming up to it I'd say it's very hard to be remotely paid like it's six days to go now and you're still it's all you're thinking about and then it's you against him and just constantly in your mind I'd say it's tough to stay just shy of ready to go too early see that's where I think about when I'm training like when I know that I'm gonna have a super spar my last spar brilliant like right I'm ready to go that's mm. how I think of it right I'm ready to go now so all I need to do is just take over and just think about what I'm gonna do to him when I get in the ring like and it's a constant you open the fridge and you see his face or you're seeing the I'm just constantly thinking about it I'd be standing in the kitchen shadow boxing and thinking about what I'm going to do to him yeah. or opening the fridge going it's empty because I can't <laughs> eat <laughs> as well eating celery sticks <laughs> water to stay full what about sleep because obviously sleep is a huge thing but do you find it hard to to sleep or do you be just so tired that it's like I mean like when you're talking about thinking about the fight like coming up to it say even the night before is that a problem or do you just conk out because you're so exhausted no um, <laughs> it's something that I actually get slagged over in work I'm always told I'm absolutely dead inside yeah because as soon as my head hits the pillow I'm gone right I'm gone it doesn't mm. matter what's on my mind I'll fall asleep and I'm always told yeah cause so you'll have a good night's sleep yeah Friday always night, no, but I'll fail even like all of them all of them last fight I was expecting because I was in a different place I was expecting I'm here I'm not going to sleep tonight and as soon as my head it was gone out, yeah. out for the count right. would you have a little nap during um, the day of the fight or anything like that no? Um, no 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 day of the fight is just about just about getting my mind ready really like mm. I watch some videos and listen to listening music constantly listen to music music's like so therapeutic like so and do you wish does a part of you wish that you turn pro earlier yes yeah all the time every day I, my manager always says it to me as well where were you four years ago and yeah I always say to him I, I wish I found you four years yeah. ago but so how, how, how did that start off like wh- wh- where did the boxing for you start off um, after my brother died okay it was I needed something kind of I was so angry and so I don't know there was a lot going on with me after Pascal died like and I decided to go boxing to kind of look for an outlet for it right um, it helped me calm me down something great like it did I, t- I took all my anger out on the bike or whoever I was in the ring with and then just it kind of just went from there like okay alright so it was a focus then that yeah. was really to help that's you it. and since then like uh, that's why I wear his name on my shorts and I literally kind of put every fight to him because he's the reason why I started boxing yeah. in my own mind it was to kind of help me cope with what was at the happening so yeah well, I'm sure he's proud of you now, anyhow. Oh, yeah, he would be. He probably could only imagine him standing outside the ring screaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're only 608, come on! <laughs> 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 and <laughs> that's completely true, you know. What way does it work for you now on fight day? Because it's a long day. You're not fighting until probably after 8 o'clock. Mm. You say you have your night's sleep and you don't have your little nap. How do you you're up first thing obviously it's going to be in your mind and as you said you're going to be thinking about it constantly all day long what is your kind of general routine um, up breakfast 
chill for a while. I might go for a walk. I might go out and do something like probably go over and go to the valley or something, mm. something silly like that. Um, come back eat dinner. I'd probably stop eating about five o'clock. A couple, maybe two, three hours before the fight. And that's it. Like I, I, I don't really do much. I just yeah. literally just sit around and scratch me my ears on on getting in the ring, and then yeah. that's it. Like that's a bit like yourself, Dave. Yeah, that's, that's Saturday for me. Except <laughs> for the Liffey Valley, but a lot of scratching though. <laughs> uh, right, what we're going to do is we're going to go for a break, and we'll come back, and John will be with us again. You're listening to Liffey Sound on ninety six point four FM. Good morning, welcome back here to, uh, to, to the Liffey kickoff, <laughs> to the big kickoff here in Liffey Sound 96.4. We have pro boxer John, uh, John Joyce here with us and uh, just to finish off on your fight, I know you're not one to, but it'd be nice to to suck one out Yeah, Any predictions? Uh, just victory? Uh, win. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not feeling great, I'll win an eight. Well, that's my one anyway. But, uh, How many rounds is it? Uh, it's six rounds. Six, six rounds. rounds. Yeah. Okay. So w- when when does it up? When do the rounds? Well, uh, regional title is eight rounds. And okay. Then Irish title is ten rounds, and then European title is twelve rounds. Okay. All so right. obviously each fight as it comes, and you listen to even the the the, the elite guys or the the world champion guys and all that, they don't look too far into the future. Obviously, you want an Irish title and stuff like that, and it doesn't yeah. just happen in 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 one fight. No. Do you? Do you plan out the year in the sense of date-wise, or or can you just put the trust in the guys? Just keep loading them up in front of me. You don't. You don't look. You don't kind of go. I'm going to fight here. I'm going to fight here. Not necessarily who, but you don't plan too far ahead yourself. You just trust the lads to work away with you. It's all down to my manager. I leave everything to him. Like I nearly. I kind of. It's funny. I treat the boxing like I treat my job. Mm. The manager is the boss you know what I mean he mm. tells me what to do what I do it yeah. and that's the end of it like he'll tell me when I'm fighting when I'm not fighting he'll tell me who so for you you're fighting on Saturday and that's it yeah that's what you I know you'll get there and yeah. you trust him to get yeah. you there oh, and he's brilliant absolutely brilliant he looks after me I actually feel like his son half the time mm. like he's been so good to me like he looks after me great so I completely not trust on him so I'm not going to push it but <laughs> is there a possibility of an Irish title this year yeah. or a challenge yeah yeah definitely yeah, yeah. providing all goes well yeah happy days I, I won't try and push <laughs> too much more so anyway listen the calendar for boxing in the next two or three months because obviously you're a big boxing fan yourself and you're yeah. obviously being a student of it oh, yeah. it's fully loaded for the next two or three months obviously yeah. the big one coming up is Parker Joshua is it on the other Do way you call that a big fight well that's, Would you call that's just that proved, that's, no but in fairness that's proved the point because I don't think it is I don't think Parker's on his level it's well, a, I don't think it's a big fight I yeah. think it's another little kind of stepping stone for Joshua to be honest I, Do you know, I don't think he's think on his level is he Parker out. no I think he'll knock him out the one and only fight I seen him was his last fight because obviously they were probably known Sky probably knew they were probably going to meet so they showed his last fight and it was very underwhelming yeah. that guy's a world champion yeah, yeah. bloody annoys me but there's only one fight that everyone wants Wilder and, yeah. and, and Joshua yeah. and then if Fury ever gets his finger out then I was very very kind of sceptical about Wilder until the last fight and I think Wilder will knock Joshua out do you think so yeah he's got it the reason why I think he'll knock him out is because Klitschko put Joshua down Mm. and Klitschko is what age 
Wilder unfortunately just didn't have it freakishly yeah. strong yeah if Wilder even catches him with one of them crazy swings that he throws that's Joshua it and he's out. potentially fitter than Joshua because Joshua punched himself out against Klitschko yeah he did he literally had yeah. one flurry and he was gone for about two rounds I could start talking a bit of controversy here but like go for it um, you can't fight each other anyway <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that seemed a bit strange to me People were saying he got a second wind and whatnot. No, he was dead on his feet. He was, he was gone. He was gone. He should have been finished. All of a sudden, he just came back. And to me, that looked like a little bit of Mexican corner work to me, to be honest okay. with you. Okay. Moving on. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, Listen. You know. It just, you can never say never. You can never say never. Wilder, as you said, he has crazy angles that he comes at. Is he a little bit wild? Is he, like obviously he hits amazing punches. He's His nuts. accuracy is good, but some of them look like slaps. Yeah, at times. Like, it, ca- could could that could that be his undoing though? Like I, I be talking about his punching and his punch power. He punches with his arms. Mm. I could imagine that. Man, that's the power he's getting with just hitting with his arms. If mm. he was to put his hips behind punches, he'd mm-hmm. probably kill someone. Like yeah, he would. He cracks skulls. Like is I, I don't know is he's freakishly strong like and mm-hmm. I think even like against Ortiz it showed that he has serious a serious serious chin because Ortiz can hit hard and yeah. I think Ortiz actually hits hard than Joshua mm-hmm. as well and he, he took them well and came back like you know what I mean yeah, so I yeah. don't see so he is the perfect matchup for Joshua yeah I don't see Joshua giving him any trouble but in fairness don't. in fairness though Wilder was saved by the belt against Ortiz I mean he he, he actually was hanging on and but is that not the beauty of the heavyweight division like yeah, every heavyweight <laughs> has that one punch that's what I'm saying so and I think that's why it's exciting again because there is some decent heavyweights now and that's why boxing as much as all the other divisions are the classier boxers but the heavyweight division does kind of bring the profile up again at boxing and it is where does Tyson Fury fit in all this I, I doesn't know. fit in much that's like, for sure yeah. <laughs> skinny guy <laughs> I am not a fan of uh, uh, Tyson Fury at all he just I don't know he annoys me like he just he's I don't like arrogant fighters and he, yeah. he just the way he betrays himself is absolutely but is that, but that not terrible. is that not to get just publicity no, that I not just, just think that's his personality. personality that's his personality. Yeah. He's just mm. a horrible personality. But like, yeah. I don't know. I think he, I, for a heavyweight, he can move. Like, I don't know. I think mm. he, he. I think he could be, be probably beat Wilder if he moved against him. But I don't see him beating Joshua. Like Stoyles wins fights. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. I don't see him beating Joshua. But it does make it interesting if he yeah. if he was back to see. The problem is that he, it's such a big weight to drop down, and he hasn't fought for years oh. now. And some so, boxing purists would be nervous to see him do yeah. as well as he did, considering the shape he's put himself yeah. in. And if he got to the top of the tree again, it almost put a bit of a mockery on it. Almost. Yeah, yeah. When you think about it, but he is awkward. He is that type of fighter. Like, look how clever he was against Klitschko. Yeah. Klitschko had no answer. I'm not, I'm not saying I don't like him as a fighter. As a yeah. fighter, like just him as a person. person. Oh, I, yeah. I think like, many people be like that as well. I don't exactly. think too many people Incredibly are. Incredibly Yeah, I can't listen to him now. He goes on and he has too many you or Twitter clips or fa- Facebook mm. or whatever yeah. clips and it's all but I, I think he does all a lot of that for publicity yeah but I, I think you're right I don't I don't think there's too much difference between his normal day-to-day personality and that no, personality just, anyhow that's so. him in general yeah the last heavyweight one to mention because I'd it'd be interested to see what you say hey Bellew 
I know it, it's a bit of a joke to me it's a bit of a joke shop isn't it yeah that last fight actually won me money believe it or not no. um, I swear to god everybody had hate to be mm. I don't know why something was tell, just telling me put value down to win by knockout and I did and I won I think 800 euro on it right. I think it was like 6 to 1 or something to win by knockout it was crazy anyway and uh, I think this time though I do think Hale beat this one it, I mean how much I, I, like a lot of credit has been given to Bellew for, mm. the, for the last win yeah. but he, he was fighting someone he who was he gave himself a lot of credit for that win he gave himself a lot of credit like, and, but he, 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 he was stumbling around he couldn't walk it just annoyed me still, a bit more so the way Bellew went on about the win yeah. he's ignoring the fact that he was gone for gone. most of the fight and he had nothing but he's bad he yeah. should have put him away ages ago ages yeah. ago when yeah. it was, he dragged the, fo- the fight was dragged out it was just showed that value isn't what he makes himself out to be yeah. or people make him out to be it's just I'll say this and it's just British fighters are just made out to be so much better than what they are like yeah. they're hyped up yeah, it's it's they hype their own up really badly. Like, is I was just gonna say that is that a bad thing? Obviously, because when eventually they do have that, because there's a over the last five years, out. it's so much. There's so many of them fighters are up, 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 top fight done. Yeah, is that clever by Hearn to get them as much money as possible, even though they're not that good, or? Is it good for him because he's hyping it's them up? It's good for him. It's clever for him. He's the one getting yeah. the money, more money, out and building up these super fights. And some it. of these fights hit box office, and you're like, it should never be a box office that's fight. True, but exactly. he's hyped it up. But that's that's why I wanted to ask you: Is it clever that he's getting them up to a level that they shouldn't really be, or is he just doing that in order to obviously to make his himself the most money? Is I it a bit of both? I think it's him. It's more him. him yeah. yeah, no, that's fine. It's just so he's one probably one of the most hated promoters in the world, like so because of that. Yeah, because of it, yeah. yeah. Mm. Because it's a hell of a lot of British fighters in the last five years that got that title shot in there. Yeah. They're always left short. Scott Quigg being the ultimate for me at that time. Like the, the, the Frantum was hilarious. He just froze. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Michael Conlon. We yeah, just last said night, yeah. One last night. Um, it came out that more or less that the Olympics were fixed. <laughs> Like, do you think yeah but but it's, it's more cemented now right like we we all obviously all knew and had an idea but uh it's been it's more uh evidence behind mm. it now not that you didn't needed much evidence when 32 judges were thrown out after mm. the olympics mm. which says a whole lot but so amateur boxing and going into i mean how much corruption is in boxing amateur boxing is more corrupt than pro boxing will ever be mm. right amateur boxing is just really bad and I was in at the Dublins the weekend and I seen it in the Dublins and that's kids yeah kids children yeah it's never ever 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 the person the judges that suffer it's not the referees that suffer it's the boxer yeah always the boxer and in relation to without pushing too much would it be biased to certain clubs 100% 100% 100% I won't start naming clubs yeah of course but that's what it is more so actual money always see the same clubs the same people from saying winning their share and stuff and it's been going on for years it's amateur boxing is so corrupt Mm. it's more like you think because pro boxing is a business you think it might be corrupt but it's not half as bad in my opinion it's not half as bad as amateur boxing amateur yeah. boxing is so in the bad pro side it's probably more the overhyping and the selling of Dutch yeah. fighters and they make them out to be better it's than what they are that's, probably where, that's probably where they, they corrupt it. They, they, they fool us more so I suppose 
because obviously there is some dodgy decisions in fights. And, and then Mexicans as well. Mexicans, <laughs> Mexicans are just no. Who's going to get up? Who's the next Mexican on the list? Let's fight. Jesus Rojas or Jose Luis Aguilar. Right? Are you listening? Come on, We're calling you out. I'll probably be one of my favorite fighters is Mexican. But they are though. Obviously, uh, Triple G and, and Alvarez is coming back on again. Yeah. I know it was, a, it was a controversial draw, really, wasn't it? Well, you honestly talk a lot. I'm wonderful. Yeah. I won, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Canelo fan, but I absolutely love Triple G. And I was expecting... I was actually expecting the Triple G knockout, to be honest. Mm. But he done, Canelo done well against him, but mm. I still don't. It was a great fight. fight. It was brilliant. I mm. can't wait for the, the rematch. I really can't. But yeah. you actually can see... And the one. bit of drug controversy is it is it fairly innocent or no? Yeah. no is he Mexican? They're, 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 they're <laughs> cheaters. They are known to be cheaters. You know Mexican. this goes out worldwide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hola, hola, front door now in a couple of days. El bandito. <laughs> allegedly, I always put allegedly in there. <laughs> It's alleged, <laughs> allegedly. I think uh, your manager should get now a Mexican uh, manager on the line. Will you come out with sombrero? No, they have like they have been known for years to be always on the end of drug scandals. Uh, the hand wraps. Yes. The Margarita like, was yeah, the famous one, wasn't he? The adrenaline in the corner, like they just have known been known for it. Like the, okay. just a lot of dodgy stuff surrounds the the Mexican ones, allegedly. Boxing, good man. Boxing. Boxing in general, is it in a better place than it has been over the last 10 years or is it still slightly fading? No, it's actually, I thought to me, it's at the picking up. I don't know whether it's because my interest in it has kind of rose, mm. but I think boxing is getting bigger again. Yeah. I think I, at the moment, again, the UFC stuff, yeah, everybody loves the UFC stuff, but I can actually see UFC is starting to fade. Oh, yeah, because the stars aren't there. If, obviously, if, yeah. if the biggest if one we all know. McGregor is. isn't there, it's fading. Mm. And that's it, it's bad because they, they know fade. they can't make money. And the amount of big fights that are falling short a week later too early because they can't make weights yeah. or it's mm. somebody breaks up. It's just ridiculous. It's, it's not a pure sport, in my opinion. Like It's full of drugs. It's yeah. full of it, like, mm. and everybody says, "Oh, so is boxing." Well, boxing isn't as bad. Yeah, it's yeah. not like. Yeah. Mm. But not only that, though, it is boxing doing its bit as well. Like a lot of the big fights are actually starting to be made now, mm. a lot more than it used to, because they always avoided each other. Yeah. Now I know Pacquiao Mayweather was seven years too late, and it wasn't a great fight. But you've got your Triple G and Alvarez, yeah. and even Lomachenko taking on um, who was it the last? Linares. Oh, oh, that's coming up. Linares. Rigando. Rigando. That's a great matchup. Yeah. You know the best that arguably Cuba, one of the greatest fighters they had. But now boxing, Joshua's got in nice and early and he's starting to take them all on. And obviously yeah. the top matches, are, that has to play a part in it as well. Yeah, look, it is. His boxing is getting so much better. I'm, I'm happy. It's happy for mm. school for the likes of myself like that. See, even in Ireland, look how big yeah. pro boxing is getting in Ireland now. Look, it's starting to really take mm. off. Like like last year, and there's plenty when I in started, it, 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 I would have been lucky to get two fights by now and I've had five. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. That just shows how big it's getting. Like it's and your Celtic great. clashes and the other ones, they they're selling out really. Yeah, aren't they? the Pretty red much. corner thing. Yeah, uh, the red corner guys. The my crowd, Box Ireland, and Tony Davis Promotions, mm. and then there's this new guy had to come on board as well, Neil Power. The fight I was I had down in Waterford. His uh, I probably it was like Las Vegas production that he done on the show it was absolutely amazing like hey, hands down one of the best productions I've ever seen even better than some stuff I've seen in Vegas like <laughs> so like you have the the tree there and I've heard some other guys are starting to to try 
start their own shows now. I heard something to do with Limerick and probably yeah. Cork as well. Yeah. Like so, it's, and it'd be interesting to get a bit big. of a mix with the UK because it is fairly strong in the UK. And I know Sky and Eddie Hearn obviously does hype it up. But it'd be nice to get it because there's like the one up the north now where it's kind of like north v south. There's three or four fights on the is it Frampton's card yeah that's the MTK show I think yeah right? we'll get to them in a second oh I I yeah I was going to bring it up so that's why I'm kind of segueing into that but it'd be nice if you can get a bit more kind of Ireland v England kind of thing or UK fights because obviously yeah. the pro game's so strong and that's obviously the, probably the next level obviously I'm sure it's going to go so Britain and Irish fighting is quite strong but MTK as we all know it's a bit strange we talked about a couple of weeks ago about the whole media band slash Irish band it's why, why aren't the likes of Conlon and kind of going right whatever about we won't talk to the media let's face it we all know it's just one paper and probably one bloody yeah. uh, it's usually out on a day that we're literally sitting on right now but they're not signing of Irish fighters I'm surprised they haven't taken a stance on that considering how Irish they are and he was very Irish yesterday on Paddy's day and this and why isn't he kind of going to his management saying whatever about the media but I must have started with this not signing, signing fighters <sighs> I don't know um, that was a very long question. It was. Like, I don't know what the story is with the whole MTK thing. And yeah. It's, like, it doesn't look good from the outside, does yeah. it? It doesn't. They're, like, they're, they had, there was a lot of taboo around MTK and yeah. they're not allowed to kind of box in Ireland because of all that stuff that mm-hmm. happened a few years ago yeah. at the Regency Hotel. But with, with this, it's kind of... It's making it worse, really. Yeah. When you think about it. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's making giving them kind of a kind of a bad life for people to show and look at them like you know. What I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I have a couple of friends that are from boxing that are signed with them as well, yeah. and it kind of annoys them now because they have to keep traveling to Belfast. But was it really there though? Stuff. Was this kind of not anti anti gate? But was it really there? Because I didn't think it was there. If you know what I mean, but I can imagine there's a publication that comes out every Sunday. It looks as though they're obviously probably talking about it. But it looks as though they're about playing it? into the papers' hands, yeah. doesn't it? And just falling for the trap of they haven't really said much to papers to kind of maybe mm. insinuate a couple of things or whatever. But they could easily be just discarded. Not don't think about it, and then it all be swept, you know, mm. swept over. But they seem to have made a big deal mountain over molehill, as far as I see. That's it. They have. They've just made it look worse than mm. it could have looked. Because yeah. somebody questioned Paddy Barnes, I think, on Twitter, and he mentioned one journalist in the one paper that we all know what we're talking about, and that was it. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, what's what's the what problem? The problem? Somebody is going to mention it because it's it's a fact, unfortunately, and that's the price you have to pay. Tickets for Celtic clashes are only left. Um, I'm very low at the moment, and I keep getting people on to me and. So I don't know. I'm not. I, I won't hold tickets, but if people want more. You can get them. They're and very limited because it's such a small show. And who can they contact if if me? They, you not to me through Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Okay. And, yeah. What's your handles? What's it? What's your names? Jo- just John Joyce. Oh, on Facebook. John Joyce What's on Facebook? Twitter? Yeah, Twitter is John Joyce. And <laughs> She's a great seller. Instagram is John Joyce Pro Boxer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, listen, best of luck. We uh, really hope you make it 5 and 0, and we want to see you go up them rankings. And again, an Irish title uh, chance would I'm be brilliant. To some Mexican dodgy fell out in Tijuana or something to see where you can get this going <laughs> poke the stick <laughs> John Joey said he'd get John Joey <laughs> oh we know him <laughs> do you have any claim yet no yeah actually yeah um, it started with a recruit, recruit but I was training uh, <laughs> he said basically I was a demon 
they said I was like I come out of nowhere they wouldn't hear me and all of a sudden I'd just be there and basically I'd be on top of them and they'd be like their world has just ended so it was a fella named Philip Calvin and he uh, called me the Demogorgon oh yeah it's just from a TV show the Demogorgon right okay it's from a TV show uh, Stranger Things yes it basically means the prince of demons so that's where the name came from there you go so apparently I'm an angry guy as well <laughs> there you go you don't look angry to me Dan, but hopefully you, you, you use all that anger in the right direction okay listen we're going to go to a break John best of luck Hi, and uh, sure we'll more than likely have you back in when you make it 10 and 11 and 12 and all bring that belt in would you that's it talk to you Welcome back to the big kickoff in Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. That was obviously Scotland's primal scheme. So that was round four where we defeated Scotland 28-8 to set up the big one against England. Um, another massive game, uh, as we said off air. The, the, it was very tight. I think Ireland were a score up, but one of the one of the two or three opportunities where they just fluffed their lines at the last pass. One or two of them had to come off at the right time. It would have been a lot more neck and neck and it could have been a, a completely different story. So it's not just Johnny Sexton's drop goal. You know, that no. game was a massive game as well. That, for Scotland, they'd even look at that going, geez, we had a chance. That could have been four out of five for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they'd be looking at that. So a massive game in that sense and the bit of luck that you get over the f- five games, we got it, I think, in that game. As much as we were good, we got a little bit lucky with one or two of them. I think you need a bit of luck when you're exactly. to win anything like that. Yeah. And there is pivotal moments in every campaign. 100%. Johnny Sexton's uh, drop kick, but it's the famous one. Yeah, it's, it's nearly the missed opportunities from Scotland. Yeah, probably played into our hands too. As well, so, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, a quick mention of the All Ireland Club uh, uh, finals yesterday. They're always on famously on Paddy's Day, and Dublin's Kula um, drew with Napiersig in the Club Hurling Championship. They're going to have to go again. I watched a bit of the extra time, and it was very nip and tuck. Um, so they're going again God knows when they're going to go ahead now because the fixture chaos I presume today with the snow because yeah. there was would have been fixtures in the league in both football and hurling that would have been cancelled a couple of weeks ago and no doubt they're going to be cancelled again and there was Carafin from Galway uh, beating Nemo Rangers 219 to 10 in the football final so just a little nod to GA just to say we, we spread it around because we're not exactly it's not our strongest uh, point <laughs> no. so that's I can't give you any more detail on that that's it <laughs> Um, I had to Google where Quara Finn were from. It's terrible. Let's briefly go over it. Jamie Carragher. Oh, yeah. Look, whatever he gets, he should deserve. I've no problem with that. Like, I'm not going to try and defend him, and I don't think anyone should. And Neville even came out and had a good go. He wouldn't like to see him be sacked, so to speak, but he, he, he knows as well. It's, it's not pretty. When you see anyone doing that, it's not pretty. And when, when that's somebody in, in that type of scenario who was so well known and obviously yeah. he mightn't have known he was recorded but it doesn't make a difference you know 99 times out of 100 he'd probably drop a gear and speed off in his fancy car and leave them for dead and say get lost but, but it's disappointing isn't oh, it? it's, do you know what that's probably the best way to say it. you're just shockingly disappointed because you're just you probably know deep down it's not something you do normally but even still if it's obviously in him yeah. you know I, I hate when people say oh it's not what I usually do yeah but it's still in your mind to do something like that 
that that is a bit of a reflection yeah. on your personality and that's and what the disappointment I don't care what anyone says it is if you do it once it doesn't matter that's that's in your brain at some point do you know what I'll do I'll spit them yeah. you know what I mean yeah. it, stuff like that isn't a one off in the sense that you might do it but it's obviously in your brain yeah. Ali McCoy's had a, a, a an opinion on it there yeah not making light of the situation at all man I, I hope it's not misinterpreted as that but I, I, that, that wouldn't even be classified as stick what Jamie Carragher got from that fella in Glasgow you know what I mean and Glasgow's a very very passionate city and um, as, as, as the, the, the late great Tommy Burns used to say half, half the city hate you and the other half think they own you you know and, and it's, it's, in many ways it's very very true so sadly sadly it goes with the territory there's nobody made more, more, more mistakes than myself but at the, at, you know at the same time you have to say I was I, I mean I was shocked was the only word that, what, what, from what I saw from, from Jamie Carragher you know everybody's had their opinion on it but um, I, I really really was shocked were there moments where you almost snapped back where you really wanted oh, to bite back you know, absolutely particularly when, 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 when you were you know particularly when I was younger you know um, there were certainly one or two in, in my book um, completely uh, situations which were completely and utterly utterly out of order when you would get a little bit of stick when you're with your family um, and, and I find that that was as hard as anything to take and that in particular for me is, is, is taboo that's totally unacceptable and, and are you confident that, that he could rebuild his reputation? it's indefensible totally indefensible what, what uh, Jamie Carragher did but I, I, I look at him and I can see a man is absolutely 100% full of remorse um, and probably staggered himself by his own actions um, and as, as you see it is a matter for, for Sky to, to decide what they want to do I think they'll have to take obviously a long long hard look at the whole situation um, so I would say there probably is a way back for, for Jamie Carragher in, in, in terms of um, his continued job within the media mark but it'll be a very very long road and as I say, you'll have to work very, very hard at it. Yeah, not much wrong there. No, I think he's hit the, the nail on the head yeah. there. When and since that, I don't know whether it came out before that, because that's obviously because there's crowd at the background, I presume it was probably the old fair and derby last yeah. year. So during the during midweek, uh, Sky have suspended him till the start of next season. That doesn't mean he's coming back or anything like that, but he's just gone for the rest of the season. Yeah, at I, the think, very least. I think what Sky said was he's suspended till the end of the season, and then we'll talk to Jamie about if he wants to come back. So they've left yeah. it open. Yeah. Um, I would say again disappointing um, if he had lost his mm. job you know that that would have been punishment for it and, and mm-hmm. it, no one could say any different to, uh, if that was the case if he comes back everyone I suppose entitled to the second mm. thing but everyone will kind of have that little look at him and go people don't oh, do people don't do that start. but the thing is I, I on the other side of things is I felt very sorry for the girl because, because of her dad I thought her dad was an embarrassment he wasn't really to be honest that's the only thing I probably mentioned other than that is that he actually didn't seem too bothered about his daughter no. because my initial thing how it should have gone as in 99% of the other fathers would have probably rammed into the back of it because Jamie Carragher then got in front of him yeah. I'd say he would have rammed into the back of him pulled him out and knocked seven bells out of him well that's exactly what Vinnie Jones went, said 
as if to say I've got him because I'm at the recording it yeah. that he actually seemed delighted he was delighted that his daughter got spanked instead of going are you yeah. okay or are you this or you that and she was like oh dad leave it leave it she was embarrassed it's embarrassed yeah no I felt sorry for her and, and it was I, strange it's, it's, that's exactly what Vinnie Jones said he said if that was him and someone had uh, done that yep. he said he would have t- took your man you out of the car and yeah yes that's that's that over and, and done yeah. with who have we got here yes hold on hold on i have something here. i have something i have something I have something, I have something west ham they are in real so. trouble <laughs> yeah but they're in real trouble yeah. there, there's like we talked about this with their stadium mm. they don't own a stadium oh they could be t- turfed out i presume they could be homeless yeah they, they actually are homeless because they're renting out this is probably one of the reasons why we tried to get someone on from uh, the west ham supporters and and we'll, uh, we'll work on it we'll work on it we're still working on it but they feel like they're going to be a bit i suppose a bit like wimbledon wimbledon ended up mm-hmm. in shellhorse park had nowhere to go yeah and you see how that worked out so West Ham, yeah, I've seen a big tradition this morning. So I only seen the headline, so I've no idea. But Karen Brady has come out and she said we finally got a meeting with Mayor Sadiq Khan to have a sit down. Uh, they've been chasing them for four months, so maybe there is issues and maybe they are panicking a little bit to make sure are we, are we tied down here. But I'm sure there's permutations. If West Ham fans or whatever are still wrecking the place consistently every other week. Whoever owns it could easily go right enough's enough. You're out. You could, yeah, and it could be part of the contract. What happens then? Yeah, exactly. So this is this is probably one of the reasons why they're upset with Gold and uh, O'Sullivan mm-hmm. and Brady as well because they've put themselves in that situation and it's not even by all means I haven't been there but from yeah. what I've heard from different people and, and a couple of people who yeah. have been there it's not even a great stadium it's not a football stadium it is oh yeah the big running track obviously it's hidden but it's still there you're away from and. You know, one thing, whatever about England, oh, sorry, sure, a bit similar, but you know, England, they hate breaking with tradition. Yeah. You know, your ground is supposed to be on top of the pitch and top of the players. That's what they want. That was the biggest thing. People didn't care that it was new. It was like, not, we're too far away. I don't want to go and blah, blah, blah. I haven't got that much of an issue with it, but it's, you know, English very much more kind of take a lot longer to accept change than, than especially when it comes to football. Yeah. Um, so yeah it's, listen whatever you know this is the problem they've sold their soul to the devil in my opinion with the likes of Gold and Sullivan and they've taken the cheap option and they're, they're reaping what they sell now in my opinion so whatever happens to West Ham personally I'm not bothered Cheltenham ITV we're doing the coverage mm-hmm. this year. What what did you make of their coverage? Unfortunately not too busy this week to see too much. I watched a lot it. of the highlights and it seemed decent but yeah no didn't get to see as much. What did you make of it yourself? <sighs> I thought I didn't like it. Um, I was sitting there and I was like, Ed Chamberlain, you know what? he was the ex Monday Night Football guy. He's yeah, kind of the yeah. front of it. He's okay. He's very good. Yeah. He's okay. And they had Anthony McCoy, uh, Tony McCoy. Mm. Um, they had some other girl. Uh, I'm not sure who she was, mm. but she knew her stuff. Yeah. And then they had Matt Chapman, right? Now, yeah. Matt, Matt Chapman, I'm fairly sure it's Matt Chapman, because I was wondering why, why am I not liking this coverage? this fella just shouts he just constantly shouts and he's a pest and he's so annoying and he's just he they need to get rid of him because he went down and pestered jp mcmanus and jp mcmanus and he was shouting in his ear and jumping on him and everything he's like the drunk guy at the you know at the uh, stag that you just want to get away from he, he was exactly like him so I think if ITV if you're listening obviously you are uh, get rid of him yes. but then you have Ted Walsh uh, uh, Ted Walsh 
<laughs> one of the female jockeys and it's just it spread like wildfire during the week said nothing but it was just very funny and there's whatever her name was oh she's mad for she loves the writing ah, no. and as soon as I heard it I went oh this is going to spread and of course <laughs> we all know what he's talking about but yeah, people yeah, outside yeah. of uh, obviously yeah, what did you <laughs> did you have that on the other yeah. side <laughs> okay Dave we're going well, to finish we have up. to finish with England obviously that's our next song and uh I know what we're going to do. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to introduce the song, but um, yep, obviously we got the win yesterday that sealed the deal for us and, and etched that team's uh, name in history as a tour of the Grand Slam winning side. And uh, yeah, put us on top of the tree. And no better way to finish the show. This is, I'm not even going to say, enjoy. Have a good day and safe out there. Make sure you get your bread. I paid my dues Time after time 